ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of The Horus. I'm your host, Kevin. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Walter. Walter, how you doing? I'm good, thank you, Kevin. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I feel like I'm, that's the first time in several weeks I haven't been your handsome co-host. I was about to bring that up. I was going to say yeah. that, you know, you <laughs> called me out for calling you handsome, so I'm not doing it anymore. Ah, shit. That's, yeah. Well, that's what I get. I brought it on myself. You really killed the golden goose with that one. It was, yeah, it's the only source of compliments I got. Now, now it's dead. Uh, well, it feels like it's been a long time since we've recorded. I don't... It's been maybe two weeks. Yeah, I think we, we took a week off. I... I the holidays and work has been busy, I think, for both of us lately. Yeah. So apologies, <laughs> folks. I also picked a Thanksgiving movie, and then we took Thanksgiving week off, so... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a Thanksgiving movie. Um, so this week, we're going to talk about Blood Rage Blood slash Rage. Slasher slash Bloody yep. Rage slash Night at, what, Shadow... Oh. Shadow yeah. Complex? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven movie recorded in nineteen eighty-three, but not released yeah. till eighty-seven. It's you know, it had to age like a fine wine first, <laughs> a couple of years on the shelf, and then they they pop it out. And that's that's where you get the real the tannins and the the aromas. Um, so this movie is a little bit of a who done it. Um, where we follow a twin. <laughs> Look, there were a couple scenes that I was like, thank God someone's explaining what's going on in this scene because this is deranged. Um, we follow a serial killer twin who set his brother up. And can his brother reveal his crimes in time to save the people at the apartment complex? Or will the film live up to its title and we will get a bloody rage? <laughs> who knows <laughs> not us he's not really an angry guy rage is a weird title for this to have in this movie yeah because he's he's smiling the whole time this guy i think they should have called it it's not cranberry sauce boy they really tried to make that one stick <laughs> yeah he, he takes a couple runs at that line and every time it's like all right man it's it's okay so do you want to do once maybe <laughs> Do you want to do impressions up front and then go into our notes or? Uh, sure. So I, this is the second time I've seen this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I think <laughs> I, I watched it, I think a few years ago, maybe just on YouTube or something, but uh, yeah, second time I've seen it. And I think this is a fun little slasher, good time kind of thing. It's, it's certainly hokey and goofy. It's, it's aggressively eighties. It's like filthily in your face from the eighties. Um, and it's, I mean, not good by any stretch, but it's a lot of fun, I think, for this kind of 80s. The look that Kevin is giving me. I'm just going to keep listeners. tilting my head he's, as you yeah. really try to win me over <laughs> with this one. Nightmarishly, it's upside down at this point. We haven't reviewed it um, since we started the show up, but this is going to be my version of Teen Wolf, where it's a movie you can bring <laughs> up and it'll just trigger me every time. Um, some parts about the movie I liked. Uh, I enjoyed the soundtrack I thought was good. Mm-hmm. The effects were pretty good. Um, I thought that the effects for this being yeah. like a low-budget 80s film was like, eh, these, these are okay. Yeah. Especially in the second half, some of the gore effects like really surprised me with kind of how solid they were um i think the location was also really good like it it was nice that it was all like one location essentially Mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty cool they did a really good job using the space they had for it and some of the people we meet seemed okay (laughs) Um, but that's yeah there's one kill in here that i was like oh that's creative um, but everything else I didn't really enjoy about this movie. I thought the plot was okay. Um, yeah. But the acting I, just didn't do anything for me. Oh, yeah. And, there's there's some just piss poor acting in this. A lot of characters like so very stiff, like waiting for the scene to start and, and kind of the lines just come like one after the other with like no natural flow to them. It's just now my line, now my line, now my line. And I, I read some reviews for this movie just because it did take us a while to kind of 
have our schedules line up so we could record. And when I say reviews, I mean like professional film critic uh, for mm-hmm. whatever that that term is worth reviews. And they said this movie is funny. They kept talking about like how slapstick and how very aware of itself it is. And I didn't pick up any of that mm-hmm. when I rewatched some scenes. So I was like, this movie is not. There are no scenes where the killers like look at the camera and like wink at you. Um, letting yeah. you know that like they know it's a shitty movie. Yeah, I think maybe they're not taking themselves too seriously, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think any of the comedy is necessarily intentional. In yeah, that, I would. Yeah, I would agree. It's very much um, you know Nilbog is Goblin spelled backwards comedy, <laughs> where yeah. you're just like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I guess if I had to give this movie like a. A score as I'm becoming famous for on the show. <laughs> One and a half out of five. Like this is a movie that I feel like is perfect for thrown on with your friends. I feel like I say this every week, yeah. but it, it is a good movie to like watch with friends, have some drinks, roast the movie and just like make a social experience out of it versus like Exorcist three where you're just <laughs> gripped with the, the tight story and acting That's in right. the film. <laughs> you're just drawn in at the start of those two hours and it does not let you go mm-hmm. this this movie I really do think though it moves quick um, yeah. it it's, doesn't it's fuck brief. around it doesn't waste a lot of your time there are some mm-hmm. scenes at the end of the movie where I was like oh my god about an hour <laughs> in I have a note that just says I'm bored but if yeah. you want to go through our notes uh, we can start that now let's do it, let's do it. Um, like I said, soundtrack is great. And the first minute we get a fucking banger opening song for this one. This is one of the few cheesy movies where I'm like, I really wish I could get the soundtrack for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a solid one. And and like I said, it's it's just off the bat, like very in your face 80s. I, I guess the intro is set in like the 70s, but yeah. it's just like everyone's got their the hair and the mustaches and the... And we see some like short shorts later in the movie where it's just like the you can see the full package and for the man. These yeah, are men, yeah, yeah, men's yeah. short shorts. Men's short shorts and like leaves nothing to the imagination. Um yeah, and all of the teen actors look like they're in their forties. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the main the main character <laughs> when he ages in this, I'm like, dude, you have a worse hairline than me and I'm twice your age. I know. Yeah, that I wrote I have a note that like that dude's gonna lose his hair in two weeks. Like it is <laughs> going fast but like the twin who's been institutionalized his hair is like matted down so it looks okay but like the the handsome popular twin who's the actual killer is his hair is just like it's feathered it's back and it's like oh no 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 man he's, that's he's too 18, much forehead yeah he's 18 and doing a come over <laughs> he's yeah. really holding on to what he's got yeah. um but going back a little bit uh this movie is incredibly horny like right off the bat oh yeah 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 and this is another pick where i'm just like walter picking another very horny movie mm-hmm. um look it's it's hard to not pick a movie from the 80s that wasn't just dripping with horny you've heard about porn right what <laughs> yeah man <laughs> what what after we're done recording i want you to go to this website www.pornhub.com <laughs> It's a hub for this porn, you say. <laughs> but it, it is something that I, I heard a podcast a while ago talking about Marvel movies in particular and just how sexless they are yeah. and about how really a lot of modern movies, um, people have never looked as sexy as they do now, where like all the men are on steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, all the women are getting Brazilian butt lifts, but the movies are just like obscenely sexless. You yeah. go back to this movie and we see a woman who... Now, uh, she looks like she's on meth. Um, her <laughs> and the man she's making out with both have seen better years. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they're just going at it in this film. And you're just like, people in yeah. the 80s did not give a shit. No. Just mashing parts together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Life before cell phones was just everyone horny all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> the first the first kill we get about five minutes into the movie um, those little kids have no chill. Yeah. They, the, the two twins, Terry and Todd roll up on a couple making out in a car and Terry kills a man by hitting him in the face with an ax a bunch of times and then blames it on his twin Todd who goes catatonic at the scene. Mm. 
Yeah, that Terry's. Uh, I'll I'll say it. He's a little asshole. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him either. Yeah. Um. Usually, I'm anti-punching kids, but he's a kid I would have punched. As I feel like that's not a, a hard stance for you. I feel like you you oscillate. I like kids <laughs> on either side. You do. You do. Yeah. I know. Kids yeah. like me. Grandparents, parents, and grandparents love me too. Yeah. If you're trying to make a good impression on your extended family, maybe your in-laws are around. Invite me over. Yeah, they'll be like, like it's. It's almost a shame that you're married now. Then you can't just like hire your services out. That would as, be a good gig. Yeah, I've I've thought about doing a professional friendship business because um, loneliness is on the rise. It's like yeah. one in one in seven men and one in ten women have no close friends. So I've thought about doing a, a, a friendship service for hire, but um, one of my friends quickly pointed out to me that people would quickly just proposition you for sex. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, I just want to hang out and play handball. You're, you're scrapping like a dull escort service. Yeah, like I said, I just want to like play handball or, yeah. um, you know, maybe read the same book that they are so I can be vaguely interested <laughs> yeah. in a conversation. <laughs> but what can you do, you know? Anyways, so after that scene, we get shots of the mom going to meet Todd's therapist so she can get a checkup on how he's doing at his school for the insane. <laughs> and uh, I'm really <laughs> so, glad so they're calling it these days. <laughs> well, that's what they were calling it then. Yeah. 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 There's there's some outdated terminology in this movie, to be sure. <laughs> But I'm I'm really glad that during that whole scene, someone was there to narrate it and explain what was going on. Because I was like, this movie is deranged. <laughs> the scene, the scene where Todd's just like smashing pumpkin pie and wailing like a baby, and his mom mm. is trying to coo him. I was just like, yeah, this is too much. Man, the mom swings for the fences in her performance. She like, she goes full bonkers in this movie. It's it's captivating stuff but yeah it's off to, <laughs> i'm getting a, a hearty disagreeing shake i, I could not stand the mom yeah i think half my <laughs> notes about this movie are complaints about the mom she was by far my least favorite character uh yeah. in this film but yeah, she redeems I, herself at the end so it's all, it's all good <laughs> boy that's one way to put it <laughs> i thought i was the edgy one on this podcast <laughs> Keep me on your toes. Um, I've been watching Breaking Bad, so every scene I see with the mom, I just think of the the lady that crushes her partner's head with the ATM from Breaking Bad. Oh, I yeah, just think yeah, of yeah. her every scene. Same mannerisms, same acting, same makeup. <laughs> yeah, just just a, just the same energy that they're bringing to those performances. Yeah. Another another weird energy in this movie is some of the edits in here, some of the shots mm -hmm. they have in particular. Uh, at the dinner scene, there's a lot of really awkward close-up shots that I don't think that they intended for this movie to be seen in 4K. So it's yeah. like you get really nice close-ups of uh, just what people in the 80s looked like, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Yeah, and some of the like blocking, like where people are positioned in the scenes, is like, is that room just like tiny? Like, why are you, why is like, te or uh, what's his name? Terry positioned so close to the camera. Yeah. And this, and, and just like, yeah, it's another, weird. Another thing that's a bit strange is a lot of sheer shirts for the women in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes where you're like, you're just, I can see right through that. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what shade your nipple is. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was just like the style back then, but yeah. Bizarre. Speaking of style. Uh, Terry's popped collar loose tie for Thanksgiving dinner. What a fucking madman. Just. I don't think that look has ever been in. I think if you're leisure suit Larry, you can get away with that, but not, not Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that was weird is he's trying to cheat on his girlfriend, but he invites the girl he's trying to cheat on her with to Thanksgiving. And he's like heavily right. flirting with her in front of his girlfriend. It's like, bro. Yeah. She knows. <laughs> she knows what you're trying to do. Yeah. It, Terry, they're telling us that he's charming because he's got two ladies going for him. And uh, maybe it's because he's 18 going on 48. But like this dude, like, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it either. It's, it's, yeah. it's, have you ever run into that? Um, 
people that everyone finds them charming except for you. You're like, this person's just kind of weird. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Back in college, I think there was a few people who are just like, why are we, it's, there's nothing there guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember this dude from high school that was just very creepy, very weird. One of the things that he did in class one day is he asked girls if they would rather be licked or drooled on. Um, and all of them thought it was like f- funny and cute and flirty. And he had the same build as Jack Skellington. <laughs> and I was just like, this guy's, he's going to get in trouble for this yeah. kind of shit later on. And sure enough, as adults, he turned out to be a creepy dude. So, so, oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about him uh, keeping people in the basement, but maybe let's... <laughs> Hopefully not, not that far. Not, yeah. yeah, not not that kind of creepy dude, but just adult women yeah. now are just like, there's something about his vibe. I don't like him. Like, cool. I'm glad it'll, yeah, it's it been like you, that the whole time. <clears throat> it took you 12 years, but yeah. glad you guys finally caught up to me. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't, I don't think I ran into anybody like that in college. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so at Thanksgiving dinner, they get a call that Todd has escaped. Um, and uh, this is, I, I guess first, uh, the mom says she's going to marry her boyfriend. I don't remember anyone's name except for Todd and Terry. I don't remember mom, the boy Brad. It might have been Brad. I feel like everyone was named Brad. Um, <laughs> there were three names in the 80s. Todd, Terry, <laughs> yeah. and Brad. Brad, yeah. Um yeah, the boyfriend bad, and that seems to like set uh, uh, Terry off. And then they find out that Todd has escaped, and I guess that's the moment where Terry's like, "Oh, I guess, I guess I can just start killing people again." Cool. Yeah, a lot of oh boy, here I go killing again. Yeah. Um, and then uh, assuming it's Brad, Brad is immediately like trying to make out with the mom after like she just found out her son is escaped, escaped from and the on the loose. He's like, yeah. "Hey, babe." <laughs> there's even even a line in this movie too where um one of the girls in it is like oh i we were just talking about when men were hornier it's like man this movie is already very horny <laughs> so. yeah there's there's a scene a little bit later where uh the so terry spends like sits on the couch with a uh with the other girl who's babysitting and then the mom for that uh babysitter comes home or of the child who's babysitting and is like what are you two up to and it's like she wants them to be fucking on her couch yeah. like, she, well she walks in on them making out and she's like ooh yeah. Yeah. what are you guys doing but he's not like oh get out of here scams is like oh yeah yeah I don't get up in there I think even the 80s parents would have not been jazzed if you if they came home and found their babysitter making out on the couch yeah um, I don't think so I remember satanic panic um, yeah, D and D was the scariest thing in the world. Heavy metal as well, so I can't imagine the parents would have walked in, saw that, and be like, "Dope, hell yeah, yeah, get it." I mean, AIDS was on the rise <laughs> at this point. Maybe maybe not so much in '83, but yeah, uh, just like not not ideal times. Yeah, and I actually felt sorry for that mom in the movie because it seemed like yeah. she was really trying uh, to better her life. You know, she was dating a nice guy. She was excited about the date. She had a babysitter. And then uh, Terry fucks it all up. Yeah. He's a, he's a real jerk. Yeah. yeah. She is a little bit like just trying to catch that dude for his money. But look, I mean. Don't hate the player. Yeah. Do what you got to do. That guy seemed like he like was very socially awkward. This is the best night of his life coming up. And then Terry has to knock on the door. A lot of Walter vibes from that guy's how I describe. As, or, I mean, I I wish I had that kind of money, you know. <laughs> kidding. Walter's very charming in person. This, thank you. So yeah, this is I think about the time where um, Terry really flies off the rails. We get um, the therapist showing up with her yeah. partner. Uh, mm-hmm. Like her muscle, she brought with him. Who yeah. he's just saying sleeveless the, hoodie, yeah, trigger happy, <laughs> just saying very offensive things. He's like, "Oh, yeah. we're we're here to catch that psycho son of yours, bitch." And it's just like, dude, <laughs> yeah. chill out. Yeah, it's like, do you work for her? What <laughs> do you work at that facility? Are you just like some 
like college guys she passed on the way there was like hey you want to earn 20 bucks here's a (laughs) tranquilizer gun yeah there was no sort of licensing for this back then i guess i don't know yeah um so yeah this is about the time where terry really starts to go crazy killing people and we get some pretty cool kills at this point in time as well where terry like rolls up on the helper guy and he's like hey have you seen my brother todd And and the helper guy's like no, do you want to smoke some weed? And Terry just fucking bleh, shanks him. <laughs> yeah. I thought and then smoke some weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I remember the first time I watched this, I was very surprised that the therapist dies uh, like Im- immediately. I thought she was going to stick around to the end. When she dies, I, I was like, oh, well, I, I thought she was going to kill him. Yeah, she narrates the beginning of the movie. I thought like she was, she was there to stay, but no, she's in like two scenes and then gets cut, cut in half. half. Yeah. Yeah. Like really like the worst death in the movie, really. Uh, or maybe. Um Yeah. And actually now that I think about it a little bit more, I think Brad was the first person he kills when he starts to yeah. lose it. Because Brad says the, he's yeah, going yeah, down to his office yeah, yeah. and he cuts off yeah, his hand. And he and, cuts off his hand. Yeah. And we, we I I like the effect we see later of Brad where like we see his head is split open. I like the effect after he cut off his hand where you see the bone, you see some blood coming out, hmm. and then you see his hand on the ground like flexing. Like flexing a cool. little bit, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it was the same same with um, when the psychiatrist gets cut in half and you see her like yeah. She's still scooping her at her organs. Still, and her, yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. That, that, was, mm-hmm. that was a good scene. And yeah. uh, something else that comes out in this, another fucking banging ass track. Like I said, the soundtrack in this is sick. And there was something about like the drums and the hi-hat and claps in the songs are just like perfect. And later on, we get a song with a bass line. You're just like, ooh, damn, I would murder to this. I'd be murdering the dance floor. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering if you just like closed your eyes for the second half of this movie and were just grooving out to it. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be cutting it up. You guys would be calling me. Uh, Terry out there on that dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is about the time where I think the movie really, really starts to go downhill. It loses a lot of its cheesy fun mm-hmm. as I realize that Terry is actually committed to really trying to act and not selling that he's the crazy yeah. brother. It's the same with Todd where he's like just weird. If mm-hmm. I met Todd, I would think he's a killer. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, you are the psycho brother. Yeah. No, I mean, that whole family has to go. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think Todd is, is a product of his circumstance, but still, it's, uh, it's, it's too far gone for all three of those. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely some... Um, I know that there's an Oedipus complex where that's where you love your mother, right? Yeah, love your mother I mean, and kill your father. Love your mother more than a normal human person should yeah right yeah um or or in love with your mother i should say is there something for where your mother the mother's in love with a kid it's like a reverse oedipus uh i don't know because i know like the electra complex is basically the the gender flipped version of that but uh like carmen electra the comic book yeah it's named after carmen electra yeah what what did she do she uh married her father and killed her mother oh Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I thought she married um, the red guy. Demon, the red guy? demon devil. Demon devil. <laughs> yeah, the blind, the blind guy that does acrobatics. <laughs> oh, daredevil. <laughs> yeah, is that a different Electra <laughs> than Carmen Electra? <laughs> yeah. No, you got it. She, <laughs> she's, she's been married three times. <laughs> Carmen Electra married uh, Dave Navarro. Okay. From that one shitty band. She married comic book character Daredevil. Oh my dude. And and then she married her father after murdering her own mother. I didn't know she was a real person. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> I thought she was a comic book character. Okay, no. Carmen Electra is like oh, a She's a real actor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then there's a comic book character named Electra. Oh. That's yeah. where the confusion comes in. Who who is a Daredevil character? And then there's separate to that, we're talking about three separate Electras. You you made it sound like there was one Carmen Electra and she did all these things. There, there is only one Carmen Electra. 
I was mocking you because you said Carmen Electra. There's three Electras. There's one Carmen Electra. Okay. What are the three Electras from? (laughs) (laughs) The Electra Complex is based off, I think, in a Greek uh, play where it's basically the the gender-swapped Oedipus, as I discussed. There's the Electra character, the Greek ninja assassin from Daredevil. (laughs) (laughs) They never actually married, but they were a couple. And then there's completely unrelated uh, popular actress slash model, I assume, from the like 90s, early 2000s, Carmen Electra. Okay, so the Greek play... Does not have uh-huh. Daredevil in it. Or the original Greek play. No Daredevil. I, you know, I haven't read it, <laughs> no. but I don't I don't think so. I'm pretty sure Daredevil was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. But <laughs> Are there ninjas uh, it's in the possible. Again, haven't seen it. I, I can't confidently say no. Alright. Um, I'm pretty confident that she marries her father and kills her mother, but oh. again, not sure. Do you think back then people complained that plays were getting woke when they were doing gender swap plays like Electra and Oedipus? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't think they... <laughs> I don't think they made it for... The... <laughs> they are like, this Oedipus play is good, but we gotta appeal to the female demographic. <laughs> Can you can you imagine the the ancient Greek version of an angry tweet, just like a, a wax tablet where people write something and then write their reply and pass it around? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it's a Greek tragedy by Sophocles. Interesting. I've never read Sophocles, so I don't believe I have either. Um, yeah, I've read a fair amount of Greek philosophy, but oh fuck, he did write Oedipus Rex, though. <laughs> so there we go. See? Yeah, I guess it is just you know gender swap. He was like, "This worked. <laughs> time to time to make it." He was trying to he was trying to create a cinematic universe back then. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, that was a whew, okay. Back to the movie. That's that's all right. Yeah, this movie's not worth it, so it's fine. Um, Look, I studied math. Okay, I studied math and statistics. I didn't study Greek plays or whatever. Whatever you did. Okay. Yeah, it's I. Frankly, I'm I'm really surprised I was able to pull out that I was a Greek play. I was really worried that I was talking out of my ass there. You have the a book of it in the background. I see it. As, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I haven't read it. Another it's, another it's, little detail of the background of Walter's life for the listeners at home. Right. It's like all mythology books haven't cracked a single one. Don't they're all yeah. dog-eared copies? That's right. Um, I've got all my North Norse mythology books, but I still think that Thor and Loki are brothers. That's that's I'm I'm pretty sure that's see accurate. that was that's one that if we ever watch a Norse mythology movie and you get something wrong, I'll get to yeah. explain it to you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you fucking goon! What do you think Thor and Loki are comic book characters first? Loser! <laughs> You've never read Svalbard's epics that he wrote, <laughs> dork. Anyways, so just, just real quick, I want to confirm that it was Sophocles. Uh, I'm sorry, Daredevil was created by Stanley and Bill Everett with Jack Kirby. So I did, don't, don't want to leave out Bill Everett from his important work in creating the character Daredevil. Now, did Jack Kirby invent Kirby vacuums or Kirby the video game character? Uh, both. He was a man of many talents. That's yeah. Dope. He was a real um, mm-hmm. Renaissance man. Yeah, once again, Engineer, yeah, we're not talking about three artists. Kirby's again. It's, it's, this is all one man did this. So, um, back to the movie. <laughs> we get to see one of the fakest guns I've ever seen in any film. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm made like, of tinfoil. It's obviously a prop gun. All the other, A lot of the other guns, I shouldn't say all of them, a lot of the other scenes with guns, the guns look real as hell to me. Mm-hmm. And then this is the scene with the gun where I'm like, that's a toy. This yeah, is a child's toy. That you if you up. if you squeeze that too hard, it's going to crack. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's just an, it's another it's another reminder that a lot of old movies should not be turned into 4K. You should yeah. you should have to watch them on VHS, um, <laughs> or preferably as they were meant to be seen in a pull up drive in theater with one of those shitty right. speakers while getting the worst handy of your life. 
<laughs> just dry and like no no one's happy there's some popcorn kernels all over the place yeah just yeah uh, no so fun for anyone the fakest fakest gun i've ever seen and that was a scene that i had to pause and that was one that i laughed at wrote my note and looked back up at the screen and laughed at it again <laughs> but that was very much a you know nilbog is goblin spelled backwards for me yeah where i was just it's, like this movie doesn't know how bad it is that that gun looks like it's like made of chocolate and just sprayed silver like you could just take a bite out of it and and chomp through it Ooh, have you seen that japanese tv show where there's one item in a room that's made of chocolate and people have to guess what item it is oh no it's very funny it's a very good so, show yeah sounds fun um they have to guess by just taking a bite out of it too so oh, just, yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's cool when people get it right the first time you're like damn that's a good eye um mm-hmm. but the people that really can't find anything and they're just biting random stuff you're just like hi you fucking dork <laughs> <laughs> anyways so um something else that i appreciate about this film is uh when the two boy teens and the two girl teens are hanging out and they're mm-hmm. playing video game one of the shittiest looking video games i've ever seen yeah i couldn't even tell if anything was happening on the screen it's any any time people really nerd out about old video games and how cool stuff is i'm like no modern video games fucking rule <laughs> you want me to go from playing snake eater to this piece of shit no <laughs> thanks dude <laughs> And it's, I can totally see why when I see old computers and old video games, why nerds got beat up. Because none of that shit yeah. was cool. All of it was frustrating. Yeah. It was all as expensive as it is now, but like without any of the like social aspects of it or like just refined it actually being fun. Yeah. 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 Like if you wanted to go online back in the day, you weren't doing anything on the internet. Yeah. You know, you were trying to scam the u.s government to letting you have the nuclear launch codes as a teen <laughs> as you do or change your grades but you weren't like logging into neopets you mm. know is neopets still around is that yeah it's is that, it had a big res- it had a big resurgence okay. um oh, is it? Oh, wow. especially during covid a lot of people went back to playing it a lot of people our age because they remember playing it as a kid and uh, it's very profitable, or it was huh. very profitable for a while there, because there were a lot of adults stuck inside looking yeah, for yeah. something to do that had uh, disposable income. Mm. Yeah, that'll do it. That's, that's, that's the recipe. So, but around this time, <clears throat> um, after the, the kids are playing games, um, two of them go off into another room and you hear scream. And the couple that was playing video games dashes into the room only to be shocked and scared, spooked, as it were, by the couple um, that went into the bedroom wearing prosthetics. And my note for this around the 51 minute mark is I'd ask you to leave the scary makeup on for the sex. I'd be like, no, no, <laughs> leave, leave it on. It's not baby. bad. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, was that was the- a good scene. It was a little weird to throw in like a haha we're just pranking you guys but there is definitely an element to that with terry's character as well um where he yeah. like pops up he's like haha i'm just pranking what if i was the killer though for real for real yeah yeah there's a, a, a surprising amount of like deaths happen off screen this and just ends with like terry moving in the shot and smiling like hey i'm about to kill it's you. not cranberry sauce my catchphrase <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like got it written on the shirt, really just really trying to. He's got a merch table set up in the back. <laughs> yeah, so that was a crazy it, Terry's crossed out crazy Todd's. <laughs> that was an interesting scene, and it was a pretty good kill scene. I thought where the the couple kind of goes off to the pool, mm-hmm. and he shows up and cuts the dude's head off, and then we don't yeah. we don't see her die, do we? I don't think so. No, we see her. We see them later in the sauna but I don't think we see her death. Yeah, I thought that was another cool little fun scene where she opens the sauna door when she's trying to escape and the bodies are in there. And he's like, you guys will do it anywhere. Yeah. Um, his line delivery, not funny, but just like the the attempt at the slapstick humor. I was like, whoa. All I was missing yeah. was like the yakety sax song in the background during the chase. <laughs> yeah. Um, at, at that point, uh, the... The final girl has uh, also grabbed a baby. Yep. And thank fuck, because I was uh, so anxious about that baby. 
after after the mom gets killed, I was like, this whole time I was like, what about that baby? Did he kill that baby? We Were skipped, you find out about that baby? We skipped over the mom getting killed. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, we get introduced to a mom who's trying to date a stockbroker, and both of mm-hmm. them get sliced up Yeah, by our boy Crazy that's, Terry. That's, I mean, we, we mentioned it earlier. It's, she's the saddest death in the movie. I, yeah. I was pretty bummed for her. Um, my the death I thought that was the most tragic was Artie, um, where Artie very oh. clearly has a thing for Karen. Um, Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Terry's the girl that loves Terry, but Terry does not love her. Um, Artie's like, haha, you know, Karen, what do you see in Artie that you don't see in me? I'm such a good guy. And she's yeah. like, oh, Artie, you're such a good friend. And you can see the pain in his face. Yeah, that, that was a gruesome scene to watch yeah <laughs> just like she's like will you tell firmly will you tell terry that back. i want to have my cheeks clapped by him <laughs> <laughs> yeah poor artie she yeah she's just like can you talk to terry and like see if see what he wants and she's like oh man oh artie my 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 poor love and then artie gets killed by a uh serving fork oh is that what it was yeah is the whatever the prong thing is you use to carve a turkey yeah the big no, pokey yeah, prongs I, right. I, don't, I don't know yeah. what it's called mm-hmm. yeah servant fork I think um, yeah that was I think the the most brutal kill in the movie as well because he just shoves it right yeah. into his neck right that's into the that's one veins. of the few ones that we like we see the whole thing kind of thing it's it's pretty rough yeah and my my note as soon as Artie was like yeah I'll definitely talk to Terry and let him know you like him. I was like, oh, you're definitely going to get killed. <laughs> you're going to get oh, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. smoked, Artie. Yeah. It's when they, uh, the like the therapist and the, the uh, mom's boyfriend and stuff, when they all die so quick in the movie, I was like, kind of like, oh, where's this going to go? And then it, just, it feels like just a, a car full of teens shows up. It's like, uh, we got some more bodies coming in. Hold on. <laughs> Here we oh, go, we're guys. So, we're so dumb and drunk. Please, no one murder us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is towards the end of the movie. We get maybe one of the most boring chase scenes I've ever seen or cat and mouse games I've ever seen in any film. Yeah. Um, soundtrack was good, though. Soundtrack was fine. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, still a good soundtrack. Yeah, the, the final chase is, is not great. I especially love the moment where, like, Karen and the baby are like she's sitting next to the pool just trying to catch her breath and uh, Terry's like on the diving board behind her and he's just like hi and the way she says oh god it sounds like oh god (laughs) she sounds annoyed more than terrified just like oh I gotta run again oh man and I just appreciated that she really thought that she could go into the bathroom the only door around that she could go into And she would close one stall door, one and that stall would be door. enough. He'd be like, "I'm just not right. very good at this killing business." Guess she's gone. Yeah, yeah. She ran into this room with no exits and just disappeared. It's weird. Yeah. And I, I, I would have hid under the the bodies in the sauna myself. I, yeah. I'm I'm curious to hear what your answer is later on to that question um, when we get to yeah. it. But so there's a tussle. Terry and Todd fight in the pool. The mom forgets. Um, what outfit Terry is wearing when she shows up and zero hesitation. Oh, yeah, I guess shoots the kid that she him. thinks is Todd. Um, yeah. So that was a fun, a fun scene that she's like, fuck you, Todd, blah, 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 blah. lights him <laughs> up. Yeah. And then she hugs her, her surviving son. And she's like, oh, it's me and you, Terry, me and you forever, mm-hmm. Terry. I love you, Terry. And he's like, I'm Todd. I'm Todd. Yeah. I, I love the, like the very hopeful music swelling where she's just like, no one will ever take us apart again. I the it's over. We're happy now. And then she calls him Terry, and like the music, it's almost like a record scratch. The music stops, and he's like, "I'm I'm Todd." Yeah, and yeah, has, she has a full breakdown, still thinking that yeah, Todd is the bad one. It's one of those things where it's like you, at no point during that scene was it like, oh, she's realized that that. Todd's the good kid and Terry's the bad one. I was just <laughs> like, no, this mom's insane. Um, yeah. I just, my note at that scene when she shows up and she starts wailing, I'm like, the mom is so fucking annoying. And then a little later on, my next note is good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only I, one of the things that happens at the end of this. 
Yeah, I completely forgot that she uh, kills herself at the end. And it's kind of like, yeah, like, I mean, like we said, this, yeah, that family's got to go. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's a genetic dead end. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor Karen in that scene where she's just like, all right, Terry's dead. Every, everything's resolved. We're fine. And then, like, <laughs> seeing the mom lose her mind. She's never like dating that. again. She finds out the yeah, guy yeah. she loved is a serial killer mm-hmm. who killed all of her friends. Yeah, um, she was ready to have that guy deflower her t- that night. Yep. She, she, <laughs> she watched his uh, mom kill him. And yeah. then she watched the mom kill herself. <laughs> She's yeah. fucked. And then the the brother who looks exactly like him is just crying in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, that poor girl. It's it's a tough, a tough closing for the movie. Um, it is fun in retrospect to think about it or to make jokes about it with your friends, I guess. Yeah. But when you watch it, it's just like. This is it. Yeah. This is I watched this whole movie and this is my payoff. The mom doesn't even realize <laughs> that she loved the crazy son the whole time. Yeah, I I definitely uh I de- it, it's this is a tough one cuz I I mean I I recognize that it is not a good movie. It has a lot a lot of things that I characterize as bad, but I still think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, one of those like good watch with friends kind of movie. This this it's been a long week um, for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this would be like the perfect movie Friday night. Have the boys over, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. 36 pack of Mountain Dew. Um, just yeah. ready to go wild playing Call of Duty. And this is the movie we watch to, to you know, get our spirits up, have some fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like this this movie has like a solid concept, like there's a set of twins one's been framed and the other one like escapes and has to try to like clear his name while the other one keeps killing and then they're like oh cool 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 so then what happens next and the writer director was just like i don't know he just he kills some people yeah like he just he just goes around and kills some people that's that's it yeah like, and they don't really they don't really do any interesting things with the twin aspect of it yeah uh, i, I yeah. think it would have been at least something at the end if like when they were fighting in the pool they lost their shirts um, yeah. maybe they oiled each other up a little bit and uh-huh. they were like mom you have to figure out which one of your sexy boys is Terry and which <laughs> one's Todd yeah uh, I think that would have been interesting I mean it's been done it's been done in face off right where she has to figure out who's who after they do the face swap uh, I don't think that's how that movie ends okay uh, all right well, once yeah, I'm here. Right. I'm not yeah. gonna argue about it with you. No, but that's definitely a trope. That's, yeah, we yeah, got we got sidetracked on figuring out about Carmen Electra versus Electra Electra versus Electra the superhero. I'm not getting sidetracked. Electra Nachios. Um, Electra. Excuse me. Nachios. Oh, I think you said Nachos. Not 100 percent how to pronounce that last name, but N A C H I O S. I'm there. I didn't have to look that up, guys. That's that's off the dome. The funny thing about Walter is, is I can just get something blatantly wrong about comic books, and he'll explain the whole thing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. go out of my way to be wrong, like calling him <laughs> Demon Devil. Come on, <laughs> you think I grew up? You think I grew up in the nineties and two thousands and didn't know who Daredevil was? Well, I thought you were still talking about actress Carmen Electra. <laughs> So I was like, what red person did she marry? Yeah, I went, <laughs> I went you're talking out, about. Just a little behind the scenes on, you know, how to manipulate yeah. Walter if you ever if we do a fan meetup. I this is uh only ten jumps really, not not really the comics, but the other day I was driving home with my wife and we were listening to a podcast and someone on it mentioned the movie Suspiria. And coincidentally at that moment my wife kind of shifted in her seat, she made like a little noise or something, she was uncomfortable. And my dumb brain for a second was like, oh, do you have a question about Suspiria? <laughs> do you, do you, wife who never watches any horror movies, do you want to ask me about the 1970s classic Suspiria? Do you have a question about that? No, no, you just just shift in your seat. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, it's it's happened to all of us. Um, yeah. You know, where I live, it's pretty dark in the wintertime. And uh, my wife will sometimes walk home if i can't get off work when she's kind of done with her stuff yeah 
And I gave her a flashlight and I was like, let me tell you all the features of this flashlight. And she just wanted to know how to turn it on and off. And I'm like, this is how you cycle the modes. This is how you put in SOS. Watch the Morse, watch the Morse code. This is Morse code. It's SOS. Say Morse. She was just like, I don't yeah. care. It's tough. It's tough sometimes. Um to be burdened with all this knowledge of flashlights. Yeah. The funny and thing. passion for it. The funny thing is, is uh, have you ever run into people that you mentioned, like, I do a podcast. and like, oh, what's your podcast about? And they're excited and they say horror movies. And they're like, I don't like horror movies. It's like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> what do you mean you don't like horror movies? <laughs> I, I just, I feel bad because now a lot of people at work think I'm like a rabid. Like, all I do is watch horror movies. I'm like, I watch a lot of horror movies, but... I watch other movies too, guys. Yeah. We have eclectic tastes. It's just, I think they're fun. It's easier to appreciate a shitty horror movie than it is to appreciate a shitty drama. When you watch a shitty drama, you're just like, this is a waste of time. When you watch a shitty horror movie, you're like, at least the gore effects were good. Yeah, that's that's a big part of horror for me where I like just about any, like, there's a wide spectrum of enjoyability to be found in horror movies. They can be like genuine, genuine, like this is a well-made scary movie all the way to the other end of blood rage, chopping mall where like, this is goofy and dumb and it's got gore effects. I would rank chopping mall way above this. I don't know about way above (laughs) easily above this. How about that? Sure. Sure. I I thought we were gonna have to end the pod. I was like, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I fully am on board with that where it's just like there is yeah. something fun and cheesy about a movie like Blood Rage where even if I didn't enjoy it, I still think there's like cool things to notice about it. Cool things I thought about watching this. I was like, if I made a horror movie, how would I have done this plot? And that brings us to our next section. Unless there's anything you want to say about this. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm tapped out. Walter, how do you think you would have done if you were in this film? Ah. Uh... I don't like my chances. Uh, like, I don't think I would hang around Terry, but he seems to be able to just skulk around that that apartment complex with ease. Um, yeah, I don't know. And he he's he's like quick on the draw with those machetes and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like my chances. His machetes and his slogan, his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> we hear that shit like nine times in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um, I. My only chance of survival is like I hear him like practicing that line in the bathroom, like where he's waiting to stab me, and he's just like, "That's not cranberry sauce. That's <laughs> not cranberry sauce. That's not cranberry." And I'm just like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go around." Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I would have survived in this one. Yeah, yeah. I think that I would have been that little kid that's looking for her cat, and mm-hmm. I would have been like, "Oh, there's a killer on the loose. I better lock my door, huh? This is yeah. the '80s." Crime. Yeah, my cat will figure it out. It's fine. I'm yeah. back in. Yeah. Crime is very much so on the rise. Um, <laughs> serial killers are everywhere. I'm locking my door. Yeah. <laughs> well, but remember, Terry is going to smell like weed for like the entire two thirds of this movie. So already you like you're thinking this is a chill guy you're talking to. It's going to smell like weed and tomato juice. Yeah. Are you a fan of tomato juice? No. It it's tastes like pizza sauce. It's disgusting. I don't want people like, oh, can you pick me up a V8? I'm like, what is wrong with you? That's, and pour it out on the street for you? Yeah. It seems Ugh. wasteful, but yeah. I guess I can do that. Yeah. I am a fan I of... I don't like Bloody Marys. It's, yeah. I am a fan of weed, though. Weed's pretty cool. Yeah. But back then, they had really shitty weed. They were smoking oh, dirt sure. weed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, one of my favorite jokes is I used to tell people I smoke weed just like Alex Jones does once a year to see how strong the globalists are making it now. <laughs> um, but I realize that's kind of lost on you because you don't you don't watch Alex Jones. So, yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with him, but I <laughs> yeah, I don't. He, he says that on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, oh, OK. I've listened to very few Joe Rogan's listener at home. I'm not a am not a JRE guy, um, <laughs> but I did listen to the Alex Jones one. And it's he's like. Joe, you know, I smoke weed once a year. I got to see how strong the globalists are making it these days. Okay, Joe, because this is how they're going to take control. <laughs> I make a, I make fun of your impressions a lot, but that one's actually pretty <laughs> rock solid. Alex I've, Jones impression. I do a lot of Alex Jones impressions on my prank call. Yeah. My prank call podcast. Man, speaking of Alex Jones and 
we don't need to like go into like or like uh, modern pop culture chat a lot, but watching him like trying to walk Kanye back, throw him softballs. He was like Kanye, <laughs> yeah, take swing, take a swing, man. <laughs> it's like if Alex Jones is trying to like, hey man, maybe step off that ledge a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Maybe you just like their uniforms. You're just talking about their uniforms, right? Oh man! Yeah, and he's like, no, I love Nazis. I'm just like, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's he's on the podcast with Alex Jones <laughs> and a white supremacist, and Ye is the craziest person on the show. <laughs> yeah. Like Nick Fuentes is sitting there, an open white nationalist, and he's like, he's outdoing <laughs> me. He's stealing my shine. This is my yeah. bit. It's like, I, I even I know I'm not allowed to say that, but oh man, this is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's been a wild. It's week. wild stuff. It's yeah. As as someone that really defended Kanye, especially after Yeezus and mm. um, some of his more recent albums that are not that good, um, like Life of Pablo, I think all the features on that song were better than Ye's parts. Um, mm. Really tough week. Really tough couple weeks for me when people are like. So do you still like Kanye? I'm like, Eight Weeks and Heartbreak is a classic. You can't take that from me. <laughs> Graduation yeah. day is gonna age like wine, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm very relieved. I never got into Kanye. I'm not saying that like a I I knew all along. It's like I'd always like oh, I should probably I should probably listen to Kanye. But now I'm like, whoo! <laughs> I that's not on my Spotify at all. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's it's tough when you watch musicians you like um, do stuff that you're just yeah, like. And the artist that, yeah, yeah, yeah. cut it, cut it. But this, this is the most extreme example. Well, and it's it's also tough because I feel like this is something that happens not just to people like Kanye that have kind of mental health issues, but just in general. Yes. Like once you hit a certain level of fame, um, mm-hmm. is the people around you stop really challenging you for anything? Absolutely, and they yes. just become yeah. like yes men because they don't want the easy money, the easy life to get cut off. And it's it's something that I know that if I ever make it big. Um, my friends are going to keep it a buck fifty with me, and they'll be like, "You're still an idiot for thinking Breaking Bad is overrated." Um, we're still going to clown on you for not liking the Beatles. So, yeah. I, I just, I'm, I know that I'll never be in that situation, but it is, it is tough to see someone immolate, self-immolate from the yeah. outside. It's like you said; he definitely, uh, well documented, has been suffering from mental health, mental health uh, issues, and clearly has been enabled for like two decades now yeah and it's it has uh created quite the uh monster seems extreme, <laughs> well, it's, it, yeah it's one of those things like um like bill burr said and other people have pointed out it's always kind of been there too when you listen to him talk like right. have you ever heard him say that his biggest regret in life is he'll never get to see himself perform oh no i haven't heard that <laughs> so yeah it's Boy, just one of those yeah. things it's like for a while there, I just thought like his God complex was because he was like a hip hop superstar, like someone that had a right. huge impact on music culture globally. And uh, no, it just turns out he was actually insane the whole time. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he, yeah. he has a song like, you know, I love Kanye, which is like a love letter slash criticism, you know, of himself where he's like, I love the old Kanye, not the new Kanye. He also has a song, I Am a God, which is like him talking about like life as a billionaire that he can just treat people like shit and they'll worship him no matter what he does. And he can just like be an asshole. And then it turns out that that was not like a very (laughs) socially aware criticism. (laughs) Really putting that to the test now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, don't, don't never be a hero of anyone except for us. We're the only good people left. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) We, there's nothing problematic about us and there never will be. Yeah. Um, you know, to quote the great modern poet Alex Jones, we're firing truth torpedoes at the wall of lies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it, going forward, if we could end every episode with a quote from uh, the prophet Alex Jones, I think that'd be a good call. <laughs> There's a uh, a solo metal project um, called Alex Jones Prison Planet, where the person um, does drums, guitar, bass. And they take clips from his show and they just put heavy metal music basically over clips of Alex Jones talking. And mm-hmm. it is very funny. <laughs> yeah, I bet that works really well. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, it works surprisingly well. Um, so I think that's the only way you should consume his content is with a, a robot drum machine and some super heavy guitar 
uh, blasting over it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you've been watching anything else? <clears throat> Breaking Bad. Um, I'm trying yeah. to watch all of Breaking Bad again. I am about to finish season two, and I know this is when everyone says the show really picks up is after season mm-hmm. two. That's a tough sell because <laughs> it's like 25 <laughs> hours to finish seasons one and two. You have to watch yeah. a lot of that fucking show before it really starts to get good. And I just watching it, I realized like I don't like pretty much any of the characters in the show. I like Hank. Mm. Um, I'm sympathetic to Walt Jr. Um, sure. Now that I'm an adult, I understand Skylar a lot more. When I was younger and watched the show, I was like, Skylar's a bitch. Divorce that bitch. <laughs> um, and now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, Skylar's um, trying to deal with the limited information she has and her husband acting yeah. strange. I totally understand her now. Yeah, I, I am not a Skylar hater. I Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lot that gets put on her and... It it seems like the audience just like we think Walt's cool. Why don't why doesn't she think Walt's cool? That's yeah. the other thing that's tough about the show is how many people um, like Walt from the show. Yeah, yeah. And how many people still like Walt from the show, even though you find out that like, I mean, after season two, there's nothing redeeming about him. Yeah, Se- he's a bad guy. Yeah, season no, two. He hasn't even poisoned the kid yet. And he's uh, well. And he's, in season yeah. two, he rolls over to Jesse's house when Jesse and Jane mm-hmm. are nodding off on heroin accidentally yep. rolls Jane onto her back she vomits and he just watches her die and it's like you can yep. see him think consciously make the decision to not roll her over and save her life and it's like yeah that's it so that he can have Jesse back yeah yeah that's it that's there's no nothing he does in the rest of the show will redeem <clears throat> that moment because other things that he's done that have been bad up to that point it's like you kind of get it I don't really right. understand his point with not wanting to accept help from Gretchen and Elliot. I, it's like yeah. the show would have been over if he told them and they're like, we want to hire you on a gray matter. You can do research that matters, you know, work with mm-hmm. people that are excited to talk about this shit with you and you'll have health insurance um, or we'll I just think- give you money. And his whole thing is he doesn't want to accept charity because um, he's a big man and he's going to do it all himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that he breaks up with Gretchen because he didn't like that her family was rich. And he's like, oh, you guys think you're better than me. It's like, I don't think anyone in her family would have said anything like that to you. She seems very nice on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I around the time, <clears throat> and it, it happens pretty early on that like, I think they, they we meet those two characters and they're like, hey, we can help you. And he refuses their help kind of thing. Um, that, that's the time we're like, oh, this show gets way less sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's just like full of himself and like won't. He won't. He won't take this easy out to well, it's, like avoid doing this. Yeah. And the other thing that doesn't work from the early parts of the show, especially because you know how dark the show is going to get, is all the weird little like buddy cop humor they work in with him and Jesse, where it's a scene of like, haha, they're dysfunctional business partners. It just it does not. To me, it doesn't land. I'm just like, this in, is in so. Hindsight, I'm like, this or, is yeah. so fucking dumb. Even even or, the first time I watch it, you know, I remember mm-hmm. that. I remember thinking that because rewatching it, like the scene where they go out to cook meth for four days in the desert and Jesse leaves the keys in the ignition, the car doesn't start. And there's like this little um, you're waiting for the laugh track to play when he tries to start (laughs) the car. And Walt's like, Jesse, you idiot. It's just like, Mm -hmm. ugh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, to be clear, when you're a billionaire, I'll still be one of those friends who's like, nah, Breaking Brad's a great show. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I never got around to watching Better Call Saul, though. So, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't care enough about Saul Goodman as a character to watch that show. Sure. It's, I kind of want to re. I hear it's good. I just, I, yeah. I kind of want to rewatch The Wire because I remember really liking The Wire. And, um, I feel like it's probably going to age better than Breaking Bad, despite Breaking Bad be the number two rated TV show of all time, which blows my mind. Mm. Um, the Sopranos, I rewatched The Sopranos during COVID. Great show. Fantastic. I, I haven't watched all of Sopranos. It's so. really good. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to for years. And then aside from that, um, movies I've watched, Paddington 2. We just watched Paddington 2 for the first time recently. Heartwarming. Yeah, I still haven't seen... Uh, the Paddingtons. Oh man, I, set aside a weekend. Yeah, I know. I I'm reaching that point. Where I was like, should I just like wait to watch it with my kid, or you know, we'll yeah, see. That's a tough call yeah. to make. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like like recent kids movies where I'm just like, should I, 
should I bother or should I just like, do I need to make time for me and myself as an adult to do this? Or like, these are ones that I can actually watch in front of my kid. Maybe I should save it for them. And something I've done a really good job, I think, not talking about on this show is anime. Uh, I have been watching mm. anime. I say a really good job. <laughs> pretty good job. Re- really? Okay. For how much my time a week anime and manga take up, I've done a pretty good job. All right. Uh-huh. Um, sure. But I've been watching Chainsaw Man and the show has some really good animation. They did a good job working 3D graphics into a 2D show. Um, it has some of the most creative monsters I've ever seen in a show. And part of that is that in Japan, they believe items have spirits, like objects have spirits in them. And so the demons that inhabit this world are like the gun demon, the air conditioner demon, the, you know, the, the hotel demon. And so it's just interesting to see when you hear these demon names um, and then you see them in the show, you're just like, oh, yeah, hotels could uh, be kind of scary where it just traps yeah. you in an endless cycle on one floor and creates despair and feeds off of your despair because you're trapped on this floor and can't escape. That would be a terrifying situation. So that's been fun. Yeah. But the humor doesn't translate as well from the the manga as it does to the anime because mm-hmm. the, the two characters in it are supposed to be like, depraved uh lunatics because they're half demon half human and the line delivery just it it doesn't land it doesn't translate very well to to dialogue i think but it's good it's fun if you like kind of fucked up anime i would recommend it cool try to keep the anime Um, recommendations down i could see the disgust (laughs) no that's you know I'm sure we got some listeners who want to check that out. I mean, I'm not here to stomp on anything. Um, I I saw uh, I recently watched Bones and All in the theaters. Saw it with a friend of the show, Skyler. How was it? Um, I I didn't know anything about it going in, um, and yeah, it's a pretty solid movie. I liked it. It's a kind of interesting mix of horror and romance and a road movie. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. I like road movies. Yeah, yeah, I might, I might check it out. I didn't hear good things about it from another friend that saw it. They were just like, "Don't, don't waste your time." Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly like a little slow, but I, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. And this is perfect because this segues into my pick for movies. Oh, I've been threatening this one for a while. I, I feel like yeah. maybe off mic threatening it, um, but let the right one in. I've wanted to oh, rewatch okay. it for a long time, and it's another horror romance film. So perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this is the, oh, Jesus. Swedish. Swedish? Yeah. Swedish I think version? It's, I think okay. it's Swedish. Yeah, because there was an American remake. I, the yeah, the remake, I didn't hate it. I thought the remake. No, yeah, I remember seeing the remake. I think the remake's not bad either. Yeah, I remember what. It's, it's pretty faithful, I think. Yeah, I walked in. I was like, this is going to be dumb. Stupid Americans don't want to read subtitles like dorks. Yeah. And they um, changed the title to make it sound better. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, but yes, so so the sweetest version is what we will be watching next week. <laughs> I man, I had to go back and re-listen to the episode before I watched Blood Rage, because um, there's a bunch of movies with that in the title that came out in the '80s, and I was like, I know he gives me more clues in this. I was like wiping sweat off uh, yeah. my forehead. That's why I was like really trying to find the year before the episode ending, because like I uh, I feel it's such a generic title, and then I realized it was also called Slasher, and I was like, this doesn't help anything. Everything's called slasher. Come on. Well, I think that's all I have to say. Maybe we'll talk about the sight and sound top 100 film list eventually. I don't know. I feel like everything that can be said about the list has been said other places from probably smarter and more entertaining, but not as handsome as men. Yeah, that's uh, we've got. We've got that locked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the listeners see us when we start the YouTube version of this podcast. When Mm -hmm. they see us, they're like, what? These guys should be yeah. actors. They should be thespians. When, yeah, when we do the YouTube version, it's going to be like the subtitle is Thirst Trap because um, we're so fucking hot. Podcast recording gone sexual, prank gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you for listening to another episode of The Horus. We're going to be watching Let the Right One In next time. I'm your host, Kevin. Asking you to please give us a like, five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on the podcasting platform of your choice and letting you know you can always reach out to us on Twitter at the Horus. Anything to say, Walter? Just thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, have a good week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>